0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to today's episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow for SB Live Sports. It is Wednesday, October 20th, 2021, which means it is Mailbag Wednesday, where I take three questions from you, the listener, submit them if you're interested or curious of hearing more. My thoughts on your questions to Dickau, D-I-C-K-A-U, at scorebooklive.com or hit me up or hit our SB Live teams up on our social media accounts and I'll do my best to answer your questions. So without further ado, today's three questions, I will get right to them. The first question comes from Pat in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the home of the NBA champ, Milwaukee Bucks. Pat asks... Would you ever consider coaching or have you coached in the past? Well, Pat, good question. Uh, I do some coaching. I coach, uh, I've coach. i coached my older son's group uh, alongside another dad for the past seven, eight years. I coached that group in NCAA evaluation period, AAU tournaments this past summer. So I've coached his group. I'm getting set to coach my younger boy's group. Um, this upcoming season in Spokane for some leagues and some tournaments. Um, But those are the fun coaching experiences that I've had. I've also, um, I have coached at the NBA level. I was a player development coach for the Portland Trailblazers for one year. That was the lockout year. Um, So I I do have some experience um, coaching. I just have not um, kind of really pursued it as as a career path. Uh, I have had a couple high schools in the Spokane area ask me and approach me uh, about getting involved, but with my work with SB Live, with my broadcasting um, uh, work, uh, analyst work, it's, it's just not something that fits. Um, I do get my fill of coaching uh, in running the Dan Dickow Basketball Academy here in Spokane where I run clinics um, usually about once or twice a week throughout the year. It's been difficult to run those camps and clinics with COVID, um, but we've got, uh, we've, we've got a couple more weeks left with our um, fall sessions here in Spokane where I do get to work with a a number of players at all different levels and, and work with them. Uh, as far as the college level with coaching, uh, I've had multiple conversations with Coach Few over the years um, about coaching, what it takes getting into coaching, um, if that's right for me and my family. And um, it's something that I haven't necessarily pursued to a certain extent. It would take the right fit for me uh, to say yes at the college level. Um, If Gonzaga were, were to share some interest, that would be that would be a, a, a difficult decision. It would be something that I'd have to kind of really think through and, and work on, uh, but they've got a tremendous staff. There's no need for me to be on that staff at this point in time uh, with the group that they have. Um, but there's been a couple other colleges, uh, coaches, over the last few years that I have talked in depth with. They've asked about my interest level, um, and I have always said this, and this goes for any college coaching job, that comes up uh, with the decision-makers having interest in me. It's also come up with the NBA job uh, level where I have interviewed for a couple positions over the last seven, eight years, Um, NBA side with coaching, as well as if it were an NBA front office job, scouting, evaluating, whatever it may be. Um, I am always open to hear more. I would love to hear more. I will not say no to an opportunity until I hear enough about it to be able to uh, make a decision that is right for myself and my family. So great, great question there, Pat. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, Terry from Vancouver asks, who is your favorite player to watch in the NBA at this time? Well, I think uh, there are so many good players in the NBA right now. It's really hard um, to, to t- trim that list down um, to a couple. I mean, there's I- – I could name 15, 20 players really quickly. Kevin Durant, Giannis um Jimmy Butler's a fun player to watch. All the Gonzaga players and the success that they're having, uh, I enjoy watching. Uh, you know – But I think if I have to trim it down to two players that I really love to watch, um, i got to go with Steph Curry and Damian Lillard. Um, I I just feel that those guys are, are, to me, are the guys that I really like to sit down and watch and kind of study everything about their game. Obviously, they're both great scorers from the point guard position who can also get others involved. But everything with their games are set up off of their ability to shoot the ball and then their ability um, to, to have great footwork and understand if they create a problem for the defense, they're going to make them pay. And so, uh, you know, there are two guys that can score the heck out of it, but I don't think either one of them come into a game trying to force their will upon the game or upon their opponent. They really... Um, Kind of feel out the game and see what is presented to them uh, that particular night, and so those two guys are the most fun to watch. They, they they're unbelievably skilled. They can handle it. They can pass it, and obviously, anybody that has watched the game, they shoot the absolute heck out of it. So, um, those two are the favorites that I have in watching the NBA. I, I do have two really quick or a quick storyline on both of those guys. My last NBA training camp. Um, I was with the Phoenix Suns, uh, and Steph Curry had just been drafted by the Golden State Warriors, and we played them in the preseason. It was in uh, in Palm Springs area. Um, the game was on TNT. And it was the last time the NBA played an outdoor game. So we played at Indian Wells in the tennis facility. They put a basketball court, a wood court down there, and we played the game outside. And I guarded, uh, I was matched up with Steph Curry for a few possessions. And I knew he was drafted, what was it six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. So I knew he was skilled. I knew he was talented. And I obviously, I also saw him absolutely annihilate Gonzaga in the NCAA tournament. Um, before the NBA draft Uh, but playing against him for a short stretch a couple minutes even as a young rookie um, I was I was absolutely impressed with his ability to handle the ball his ability to create space his ability to uh, make quick decisions I wasn't gonna I wouldn't have gone on the record at that time uh, and said hey he's gonna be a multiple MVP and he's a future hall of famer in in go that far with my praise of his game at the time Um, but I knew he was going to be pretty dang good because he was so unbelievably difficult to guard Uh, so it's been fun to see that transition Uh, a couple years back uh, I was able to take my son to a Golden State Warriors game Steph Curry's being his favorite player I was able to get back um, in into the tunnel um, where both teams come out after the game, and and as they're leaving the arena, uh, they get a chance to talk with family and friends, and I was able to get back there, and uh, I was able to, you know, meet Steph Curry again and and talk with him for a few more minutes, and I was able to introduce my son with him, to him, and and he shared some some great encouraging words to my son, and got a couple pictures taken together, and I think he's, you know, the way he, he goes about appreciating where he's at is really refreshing and and fun to watch it's it's great to have role models like that and then with Damian Lillard I don't know if if you have listened to this podcast on occasion with different things um, you you may have heard me talking about uh, my experiences with Damian Lillard, I I ran the pre-draft workout in Portland, uh, pre-draft alongside Caleb Canales who was the head coach, the interim head coach at the time, and then I coached Damian in summer league with Caleb Canales and and uh, similar to my comments on Steph Curry, I knew he was going to be good. I knew there was something special about him. I knew he was going to work uh incredibly hard at it, um, but to see him have that the success that he has had has been awesome to see it's been awesome to watch and and so uh, i can't I, I can't cheer for those two guys enough i think everything they get has been absolutely deserved i think they do it the right way and and so steph curry and damian lillard are my two favorite players to watch without a doubt last question comes from mark in gresham oregon and this is an interesting one um it, it, he's asking me about The Ben Simmons situation in Philadelphia and what I think about it. Um, Well, Mark, there's a couple ways to look at it. Um, I obviously was a professional athlete who had a contract. I was signed to a contract, and I was uh, ready to honor that contract. The only time that um, I didn't maybe to the full extent honor my contract was my last full year in the NBA. Um, the New York Knicks had my rights and I, I didn't feel that that was the best situation for me in my career. And so myself and my agent kind of, uh, pinpointed a situation with the Los Angeles Clippers that we felt was best. Um, and so my agent worked diligently over the, the course of the, about three, two to three months to, to figure out a trade and engineer a trade to get me out of New York And to the Clippers based on roster flexibility, roster status, uh, where I was at in my career, where where I would fit on on a depth chart with both organizations. And so my agent was able to get me uh, traded to New York, or excuse me, traded from New York to the Clippers, but throughout the whole process... um, it was very slow to develop. It was very slow to occur. Um, and so I did, I was supposed to report to training camp with the, with the Knicks on, for example, say it was a Monday and I didn't catch my initial flight on Saturday, didn't catch another flight on Sunday. And I get a phone call from the uh, New York Knicks organization uh, early in the morning. This would have been about 3.30 on the West Coast in the morning, 6.30 on the East Coast when my flight, uh, Red Eye, was supposed to land at Newark Airport. And I get a phone call from somebody in the Knicks front office organization uh, saying, hey, Dan, your, your uh, car service is just outside baggage claim. They're waiting to pick you up. Uh, where are you at? And I... 3.30 in the morning, West Coast time, as I mentioned, and I'm groggy. I'm just waking up and, and I look at them or I look at the phone and I shake my head and I, I say, you guys just traded me yesterday. <laughs> and so uh, that was my only kind of experience where, you know, I kind of really didn't like the situation maybe that I was going into and wanted to look in, in Look at and get into a better situation. But it, it is in no way, shape, or form the way that it is with Ben Simmons. I, I think you have a contract. You are the quote unquote or one of the two franchise guys, him alongside um, Joel Embiid in Philly. I don't understand how you don't go to training camp prepared. Having shown that you worked on some things in your game, maybe having shown that you worked on the mental side of the game to prepare yourself uh, to have a, a successful season, especially because of the way things ended uh, the previous season, you're paying, you're being paid what thirty million dollars or more to be one of the faces of the franchise's the supposed face of the NBA, and you didn't like how things didn't work out at the end of last season. You you feel that. The front office or the fans or the team or the organization really wasn't behind you I I find that really hard to believe I think that's a slap in the face to each one of his teammates to his head coach Doc Rivers who I think is a great coach I played for him for a short bit uh, with the Celtics I think he's a great guy I just I find that really hard as a former professional athlete to see what Ben Simmons is doing and I know I don't have all the inside information the particulars of his perspective of things but you're getting paid that much money to be a great player and you don't want to take the responsibilities on of performing to a high level like he was expected in the playoffs continue to improve his game work on his game and show up the following season to pre- be prepared uh to perform at a high level i just i i don't agree with i don't um understand that uh and so that's a frustrating one for me to see hopefully it sounds like from what uh you know has been transpiring and and maybe as we release this it he has showed up um to training camp i just i don't agree with it i think he should be in camp um, work his butt off and if he really wants to be traded let a trade request be known let the organization figure out the best Set up for them and him um, to to make things work because right now he's killing all his trade value. Uh, I think he's losing a lot of respect uh, amongst uh, fans, and I think he's, I would imagine, losing a lot of respect uh, amongst players uh, throughout the league. So, Pat, Terry, and Mark, thanks for the great questions. Uh, if you haven't yet clicked on and subscribe to the ISO. Please do send us a review, like us, review on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. So thanks again for joining for SB Live Sports. This has been the ISO. I'm Dan Dickow.